You're listening to Around Comics, episode 263, brought to you by InStockTrades.com. With a big white sling on her wing and two geysers where her eyes remain, I live up in the sky where the air gets scared when the planes go by. But you can up up on my shelf. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week a revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And Around Comics is normally recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, but uh, for this special New Year's edition, we're back at our other favorite store in Chicago. That's right, Challengers Comics and Conversation. It is located at 1845 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you are in the area, you should certainly drop by, because, well, darn it, it's it's just an awesome store. 2010. Let's do it. Yeah. Happy New uh, Year's, guys. <laughs> Chris, Christopher uh, Eastman here with a couple. couple. You gotta wait till like January 2nd to actually say all that because you can do it on January 1st. That's uh, kind of the point. Mike. I, I know. I know. Everybody sentence like this when you do it on. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm Christopher Eastman, and uh, let me get you introduced to this week's panel. First of all, we have a very, very hungover coffee slurp and Tom Caters. I'm very hungover. I slept until noon. That never happens. Noon? Noon, yeah. You I, don't You don't have dogs or children. No, at some point I, I climbed out of bed and went to the couch, and I woke up on the couch. I don't know when that happened. I don't know why. Don't <laughs> you know why you look did. terrible, Tom. Yeah. I feel I, I feel great, though. I mean, Happy New Year. I really lived life to the fullest. Last. I seized the There's opportunity. nothing left. Nothing left. <laughs> nothing left. And next is uh, is Mr. Mike Norton. Mike, how you doing? I am I am not hungover, so I'm feeling okay. Well, I, you know, we, we are we're in Challengers, which here uh, a couple days ago, you had taken over the store, and it was mm-hmm. Nortingers for yes, a day. So how right. was uh, how was I your... miss my days of of. Control. Well, I was going to say, how was the how was the experience of being a a comic book shop owner for one day? It was nice because I didn't actually have to uh, do anything. I I'm actually a guy that when I uh, did get a management position in a record store, I quit that week. Really, <laughs> I can't handle <laughs> so the you responsibility. Didn't like the diamond orders. Or no, anything. I didn't do anything like you, that. You did nothing that had anything to do with like responsibility. Yeah, I learned how to do the. Re- I did the register a couple of times, and that kind of <laughs> made me nervous. What I saw is that you you uh, learned how to draw comic books because whenever I came in, you were you were yeah, sitting on the true. cats drawn. Yeah. Well, you know. You can only did you do what you're some, good at? Yeah. Did you berate anyone for their purchases? What like, I did find out. Uh, I didn't. I didn't do much berating, but what I did find out yeah. is how backstabby Dal and Patrick are. They can be. Yeah. They were trying to get each other fired the whole day. They were. Really? They were seriously. They're sabotaging each other. Did they come in? You know, Dal would be like, "Did you see what no, uh, Patrick just, was doing?" One, in the, one would turn her back, and one would come up to me. He's like, you "Check know what? the receipts <laughs> at the end of the day." Yeah, <laughs> that I'm kind saying. of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I think. I think Dal's been getting into the till. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what they did. Did you notice that new fur coat Dal's wearing? <laughs> Can he afford that? <laughs> what was funny is that Mike was trying to give me a, a DC Direct Blue Beetle figure. Yeah, that's right. He was trying. And to what was get, the trivia I question? Like a jerk. It was. It was like 
it was like you know in what panel of what <laughs> issue did did, did oh, was, right. I, I went and i started thinking i tried to think of easy i was okay i was giving blue beetle figure away and i yeah. you had to answer a blue beetle trivia question yeah and they they became they were really stupid hard i, I didn't think they, <laughs> they were hard well, not for a diehard. Well, movie. yeah, I didn't realize how I just assumed. And is it then, like Dan Garrett, is he left-handed or right-handed? No, it wasn't that. It was sort of that bad. But. <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Ask him uh, the 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 question. When was this? When was the school that uh, the the school that uh, Ted Cord went to and Dan Garrett taught at? Oh shit. Yeah. That's a good question. And it was a, it's based on a Chicago school. I got very close on this. Yeah, one. you got very close. Um, Probably like De, something like DePaul. Or no, something? well, see, see, because Te, well, Ted Cord lives in Evanston, so I was like, okay, it's got to be a, it's got to be a directional. And I asked him, and he gave me a clue. It's like, is it a directional? He's like, yeah, it is. So I, I think I guessed like North Central University. Yeah, what was it? It's Midwestern University. Oh. Huh. Nice. And I figured that was good for at least like a leg or like the head of the figure, but yeah. nothing. So no one got it? No. no one got that one. And then I tried the, you know, what was the island that uh, oh. that uh, Dan died at, died, died on, died at. You tell I'm from the and, 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 and for me, you know, as, as uh, the, the layman DC fan I am, it's like I know Oolong. And <laughs> you were doing every island except <laughs> for uh, Monster Island. Mon- <laughs> um, Monster Island Junior. Yeah, it's like, Island, little Monster Island. It's like Murr Island. Ah, shit, wrong universe. Trick question. It was actually uh, a peninsula. Yeah, it was a <laughs> peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, that, that was Pago Pago Island. Oh. Okay. And, uh, See, Tom's not even getting this shit. Well, I mean, and then I was trying to get, I was trying to go, I was trying to go easier, but I, I don't know what easier is. I guess obviously, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's it's, tough. Hard, it's hard when a genius plays in, in the well, sandbox. Yeah, it's not of, even that. Yeah. I was okay. I, I said, well, what's uh, Ted's uncle that killed Dan? Oh, what's his name? I don't know. Jarvis Court. <sighs> and so, okay, so well, they all familiar after I hear them because I've read all those. Um, I haven't read him in a long actually, time. Actually, the guy, uh, 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 the guy that won actually <laughs> with the dumbest question. Seriously, I had to go down. See, it's I like, knew I should have stuck around. I, uh, one of the questions what was, what, what, what are the two non-lethal <laughs> ways that his gun work? What's the light flash and the sound? And it's not sound. It's a compressed air blast. Compressed air. Fuck. <laughs> you do not get the action figure. So finally, finally, I said, what is the name of his ship? The, um, the bug? The, yeah, the bug. It's yeah, the bug. Yeah, the bug. Yeah. And so that's how somebody it's a pretty won. cool ship. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. It's one. Of my, it's kind of like the one in Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, they might be related. <laughs> Does Blue Beetle ever had awkward, like awkward to watch sex in the in the book? Well, you know, I always br- I brought this up before talking to people, but there there was a kind of moment in a Chuck Dixon Birds of Prey issue where he and Barbara Gordon are flying around in the bug. Ah. I, like Watchmen, all of a sudden, Leonard and I was Cohen like, "This is getting weird." Over the, <laughs> over the, the loudspeaker, yeah. And, and instead of a burning building, they come upon a burning train that they have to save. And it's weird, just, yeah. Isn't that strange? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that is. Funny. It's a Butch Geese drawn, Geis or Geese, whatever his name. Butch Geis, he drew Geis or Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I love that he can go by two names. Mm-hmm. He used to be Jackson. Now it's Butch. Mm-hmm. That's I a remember. bold move. Maybe he feels more manly. Butch. Yeah. Yeah. Right, just call me Butch. 
All right, before we before we jump all the way in here, I want to remind everyone that this episode of Around Comics is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. We're waiting for the trade. has never been easier. InStockTrades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, omnibus, absolute editions, and more, all at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 do, in fact, ship for free. And right now, our uh, book club selection, yeah. which we're going to have to finish up here before the end of the month, yeah. got, time is ticking, um, is uh, Tom. Tom's Choice, the uh, Strangers in Paradise, Volume One, yes, cool. which has been do- it has been discounted forty seven percent off the uh, off the cover price, and, and I started reading it this week. Yeah, Tom, Bye. have you never read it before? I've never read Strangers oh, man, in Paradise. That's one of my favorite books. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I'm like three chapters in or okay. three issues in, and uh, enjoying it quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. Um, and before the before the show, I, I, I told Tom to uh, think of some music because we need to uh, need to have some musical interludes for this uh, for uh, this episode. Um, how about um, Ghetto Boys? <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> my mind's playing tricks on me. <laughs> Uh, man, I don't know. I want to pick something that Chris wouldn't pick if I'm going to choose. Mm. <laughs> pick something you like, then. Yeah, I'll pick something I like. Go, I'll have it figured out by the end of the episode. Okay. i got to seriously consider this. All right, well, yeah. everyone else listening to this knows already because mm-hmm. we, we've already had probably one or two music breaks in between now and then. All right, well, let's move on to uh, to the uh, topics at hand. And yeah. like I said at the, the top of the show, Happy New Year to yeah. everyone. Um, and it, it's happy not just... Happy New Decade. It's, yeah, Happy New Decade. That's exactly yeah. where I was going. Mm. It's, it's not just the end of 2009. We've kind of put the aughts uh in in the books so uh the 2000s are i guess officially officially over now yeah and uh, i thought it'd be kind of good riddance you know kind of is that what everybody's saying really it was a tough decade man. well you know uh, there's that that internet meme thing going around as like 10 years ago yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and i don't really like to think about where what i was doing 10 years ago i mean i wasn't really super happy around that time well i mean you've you've had professionally you've had you've had obviously a very good decade yeah it's been great for me that's probably the you know the best it's pretty much the like realization of childhood dreams and stuff Mm -hmm. and that regard so i can't complain yeah you know and that's you know kind of what i was thinking on the on the driving on the way in here today is that you know the 2000s were a rough decade for you know a lot of folks Mm -hmm. obviously from a world view the world has changed a lot in the Mm -hmm. last decade you know post 9-11 world that we live in etc but you know for comics i think it's been a pretty good decade for comics and lots of good lots of good books Coming out of um, out of the '90s, which not everything in the '90s was bad, but I think that right. the way that comics are sold and why comics are sold and how they're written and and how they're and, and how they're produced has changed a lot. Coming out of the you know the uh, the dive of the speculator boom and mm. then the subsequent bust, and I and I think at the end of the '90s, and I've always been one of those people that um, decades kind of actually start a little bit before the decade and then end a little bit before. I'm kind of a you know, I, I think you, you look back at how a decade can be defined, and I think like '98 to 2008 is actually kind of a good way oh. to, you know. <laughs> so you just pick your decade. Well, it's I, I think it's a little on a little bit of a slide that you start to get you start to get a feel for how that decade is going to uh-huh. start to evolve a couple of years uh, uh, beforehand. So and tell me, Nostradamus. Yes. Sir. What is the next decade going to be like? It would be it would be irresponsible for me to to put you on a path that you normally. Would. <laughs> it's harder and harder for me to define stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like uh, 
a good example is like if you go back in um if you were to do hey make a visual representation of every decade you could do that with like from the 20s the 30s mm-hmm. and the 50s mm-hmm. i mean you could probably see something and instantly recognize that as 50s yeah. or that's 60s or that's yeah. 70s after yeah, Jimmy eight, H- Jimi Hendrix on stage at Woodstock, that's a sixties yeah, image. You after eighties yeah. for me, and the, I mean, and especially nineties. When you get in now, I have nothing. I can't think it's of anything. Everything's still around. Like yeah. everything's recorded. There's and everything no. Is, there's like, no symbol of. Part of why it's easier, I think, to like define like you know the fifties or the sixties is as time passes by, certain things last image wise yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. or just by the nature of the how 2000s we collect are information still so new. Yeah. Still so new. we collect yeah. some stuff just fades away mm-hmm. i mean some stuff we just don't remember anymore or was deemed not worthy to be you know in the public consciousness but now with the way it's a combination it's all fresh and with the internet everything is around every like yeah. it's hard for things to disappear well i, I like, think you know, that you may have just kind of struck on what the what the aughts which is officially what i'm calling the the aughts aughts, what the aughts are going to be defined by it was it was really the rise of of the internet as a um as a daily part of everyone's Mm -hmm. life you know even you know people that you know near retirement age my parents have email accounts and check Mm -hmm. the check their websites every morning pornography you know really my consumption of porn is really (laughs) off the charts 10 years ago i masturbated this way you know it's it's completely altered my my personal life it's changed everything it's changed everything but fundamentally uh you seen you know in the last 10 years that you would say okay this is this is a decade that was either defined by comics like this or this is something that was huge that changed the way that you do your job wow i mean i uh, this is really hard for me i I, whenever i have to think about stuff like lists and stuff i i'm just uh you know dumbstruck but i mean if i were to think about what was like the biggest i think um and i think this goes this goes across the board and it has a lot to do with the internet um i think the ability for um people to make comics and make good comics that aren't necessarily uh company owned mm-hmm. has kind of really taken off i mean the, you had the black and white boom in the 80s that was a big deal but you even then there weren't a whole lot of guys in their garages doing it they were making their own companies and Mm -hmm. those companies some of them are still around today and now i could seriously get up in the morning and say hey i want to do a comic and thirty thousand people have seen it by the end of the day you know what i mean (laughs) yeah exactly and it's not just like it used to be just like scott kurtz was the only guy doing that you know, at the beginning of the decade, you know, there's only a couple of guys that are doing that. Him and the the Penny Arcade guys, and there are a couple. I know there's a handful of people that would yell at me saying that that they're the only ones, but they're the only ones well, anybody saw. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 the ones. Well, it's kind of what we were talking about. Whenever you look back at decades and decades past, right? The ones that the ones that uh, the images, the the things that last yeah. are, are the ones that you think of, and certainly mm-hmm. Penny Arcade and yeah. PVC are. are, are in PVP, our, I mean, so. I remember <laughs> PVC. I that's, about, a whole about, that's my like, dominatrix. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about plumbing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, um, 
you look, but I, I remember looking at um, PvP. Oh, jeez. I mean, has that thing been around before 2000? It seems like it has. It's been it around forever. Been, yeah. See that that comes back to my that comes to my back to my belief that that things the the little weed in. The well, that's little, what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, you, yeah. There, I, I remember seeing it's it like, before, like, okay, like, and then oh, it just takes yeah. off. It's like a lot. He he's he's making his own TV shows and stuff now. Because I think a lot of people look at like um, the Ultimate Universe, like Ultimate Spider Man and Ultimate X Men, and all that stuff as being a very very early aughts, mm-hmm. you know, early two thousands thing. But that started in what ninety eight. Yeah, 99. it's been around. So, since I mean, there was the a little 90s. bit of a primer there. So. Um, but I, I think the universe, you know, universalness of of creation. Now I think uh, it definitely makes it makes it hard. It's it's like music now. It's harder to find good stuff, but there's a lot more of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, there's a built-in the process previously is you know like back in the '80s, you know something like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. When you eventually would find out about something like that. Mm-hmm. You you know rarely unless you were there when it happened yeah. almost it by had, chance almost it, by chance it had to survive through various <laughs> you know pitfalls and things that would yeah, eat out definitely stuff, like, yeah when you think when point. I think about how I found comics when I was in, yeah. growing up in the eighties it's it's <laughs> going, totally different going now. to the Seven Eleven or the Hux if, if no were, seriously you know. if I had just gone to the Seven Eleven like mm-hmm. millions of people. I wouldn't have seen half the comic books. I would I, if it weren't for me like picking up like a comic scene or seeing like the Mile High ad on the back mm-hmm. and going, there, what? There's there's other comics. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, there's yeah. the there's the thing like when I was um when I was in high school, I was really big into you know um uh, into music and buying CDs and buying like vinyl and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal when there was you knew of a store in a town that had like import stuff that yeah exactly is completely yeah. doesn't doesn't it blew really me exist. away when i my my buddy oh, yeah. ron was a big uh yeah. music guy in high school it just and doesn't he, matter anymore go yeah. and find like, all these crazy hell, things. Like, you know chicago you go to reckless records mm-hmm. to buy you know imports and weird stuff that you, you don't find. need to no. if you really wanted no. to hear it you did that that whole the you know people talk about the, that with comic books too people talk about like oh you know part of the fun is the hunt for it, but I think the younger generations don't. Not that that's good or bad, but just the internet has changed that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not hard to find. It's not hard to find anything. No, at you all. can I you mean, yeah, find it's anything. incredibly easy. You can even comic books. You know, when I was a kid and I wanted to get a, a back issue, you just had to look. Mm-hmm. You know, or like when there's a convention, you go to a convention, or if you found a store, you stop by. Now you just buy it on ebay and it really yeah, changes it, how you it's funny because you know i grew up in, the hobby. I, I grew up in southern illinois and so i had there was like one mm-hmm. one damn comic shop mm-hmm. and that, that was it that was it yeah. mm-hmm. and so to find a back issue you would basically ask the the, the guy that ran the shop and it's like if the if mm-hmm. you find this let me know yeah. and, and keep it for me and that would be like i, I think i spent like four years assembling a run of the x-men mm-hmm. from you know and this is is going back a little bit, yeah. but I, I it was my goal to get you know issue 100 to issue 200 of the X Men, and it took me like four years to mm-hmm. do that. And that was stuff that would just kind of come into the shop occasionally, yeah. and and I yeah. would I would buy it with my whatever but, allowance, and it was not easy, yeah. To do in that. a lot of ways, though, I like what the internet I mean, if you have an interest in something, like when I think of when I was a kid, 
um, you know, and this isn't, I'm 31, so I'm talking like 80s or something. If right. you were interested in something and, you know, like, oh, I really like this comic book creator, you know, the amount of work that it would take you, like if you were really <laughs> oh, into yeah. somebody yeah. to like hunt down, the, figure out what, uh-huh. figure out what stuff they'd done first, uh-huh. just figuring that out uh-huh. or, and then getting a hold of it now on the internet. if you're like, oh, I really like this writer, you can look like in uh-huh. 30 seconds, you can find out everything they've written uh-huh. and you can find out how to get it, which I think is really an awesome thing. For it is. creators, you yeah. know the, the fact that with the internet and how close creators are to the um, audience as well, with stuff like Twitter and message boards, yeah. mm-hmm. the creators aren't really anonymous anymore, and it's easy to follow somebody mm-hmm. or to get into their stuff. And I think that's a great thing. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the best things that's happened in the last decade. Yeah, so, you know? yeah. that's what I think. If you're like, oh, I, when I was a kid, God, you know, trying to figure out if I really like. If you could have followed Jerry Conway on Twitter then. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> sweet. But it, but it's that thing. You're like, oh, who is this guy? I mean, there wasn't, there was like magazines you could get or if you knew somebody. Who yeah. Knew, you know, I mean, that, that was the thing. Right. Is, is there wasn't something as simple as here is a list of everything this person mm-hmm. has done. Mm-hmm. You know, like think of how big of a change that is mm-hmm. even from when you're a kid to now. Yep. Like I can find out everything Jerry Conway has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to comicbookdb.com. Exactly. And it's, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. There's there's a list of everything that he's credited on. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. And the stuff like that too, mm-hmm. like those websites that do like the information about cre- like who created comic books, who's the artist, and it's mm-hmm. based solely on fan enthusiasm. Yeah. I think those things are pretty incredible as well just for the fact that, um, you know, that's like Wikipedia. There's Wikipedia entries about Legion of Superhero members that are more detailed and more, like, thought out than, like, you know. What DC would put out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Or hell, that they even know. That they even know. They they may not have anybody on staff that remembers it besides Paul Levitz. Paul Levitz, yeah. 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 He's not going to do all of their DC entries. Paul Levitz probably wrote the Got to run the company and do all these who's who entries. Well, I think think, think we may have figured out why Paul has stepped down. He's working on a new who's who? Yeah, no, he's putting in Wikipedia entries for Legion guys. He's fixing the Legion entries. Well, Mark Wade wrote the... That'll take years. Mark Wade wrote the Kryptonite one, I remember. He said somewhere for... yeah. Oh, for really? The, yeah. For Wikipedia? Oh, yeah, for the Wikipedia. Awesome. The, the whole concept of harnessing <laughs> of harnessing sort of fandom's interest and stuff mm-hmm. to make things that are really worthwhile and interesting. I think that's smart. I mean, yeah. I know I've gone on message boards and, and done stuff like, hey, what do you think? What, what This is hypothetical. It's like, what kind of poster do you think Jaime Reyes has on his t- wall, you know? Mm-hmm. And people will... They, get, they have better ideas than I would because I, obviously I can't think of it as something right now, you know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That it works that way. That's know? cool. I yeah, like that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you see what we're doing right now. I mean, that's why have, these things are so popular. Yeah. It's because, I mean, when I was growing up in Jackson, Tennessee, I didn't know anybody that liked comics, you know? And I, now... Yeah, I, I mean, I've said from the beginning that, you know, I, I just, I have this this picture in my head that hopefully there's there's some kid that lives out in, like, rural rural Montana yeah. that has no other friends that... that read comic books and he's able to listen to comic book well, podcasts. I think you know, you know that that happens. I mean, they, yeah, just the, from cool. the feedback that you guys well, get. Well, it's I mean, not it's kids. Obvious. It's adult <coughs> Well, I actually, it's, it's 42 year old man. But. <laughs> Damn it. I, I didn't, I didn't bring adult, it. Um, adult men. And, and I will, I will bring it in uh, uh, our next recording, which will be in a couple weeks. Actually, we got a postcard from China. 
um, wow. here, over over Christmas. And I, I cannot, I'm sorry, I cannot remember the listener's name, but um, I will bring it in and, and read it uh, on uh, on our next recording. But we got a postcard from China. Yeah. Yeah. And, we get, we, and we always get those email, emails from that Nigerian prince. Hell, yeah. You know, like he, I got he's a, a huge fan. I got a different one today. It's um, It was uh, an Eastern European um, <laughs> um, lord that had been imprisoned, um, but... Around comics may be trying to help yeah. him get his money. Back. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how the British signed Count works, of Monte but. Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I got my, that's what I got my wife for our anniversary. Was a weatherbound uh, copy oh, of Count nice. of Monte Cristo. Look at that. Yeah, that's really? Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it's she, her favorite book of all time. Oh, it's leatherbound, heavy. Yes, heavy leatherbound book. Oh God, she could kill me with it, she, couldn't she? <laughs> so I saw. On, <laughs> it's a book you could kill somebody with. I saw on Twitter. Uh oh. Um, you rearranging your yes. collected editions. You should have seen this picture. Here, I've got it right here. What? All this. Keep, keep what the hell? That was my New Year's Eve project. I had to organize my trades. When you think about comic books in the 2000s, too, think about in the aughts the you know trades and collected editions. I'm imagining like this flashback episode, like sitcom thing of him organizing his stuff on New Year's Eve, and like has too much whiskey and falls over and he has this flashback of <laughs> of the the decade and oh. <laughs> like like it's a wonderful life or something like that uh, he, f- he fell in an omnibus and, <laughs> and hurt his kidney on a, on a corner of a large omnibus <gasps> ah, my spleen my spleen I yeah my back. yeah so i uh i can't find it right now i'll i'll, I'll pull it up but yeah i spent uh, i spent most of my <laughs> my wife was out of town this is, oh, okay, that's why. This is, I was like, <laughs> when you see this picture, I'd be like, if I did that, my wife would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, what I did you do? What is going on? There's all these books like on tab- like, like on uh, tables, like stacked up this high. You know, like someone took them all off the bookshelf. This room isn't that big. I've seen it. How do you have all that stuff in there? It's ridiculous, dude. It <laughs> like is levels. It, yeah, it's, lots of levels. It's, He's got like a Reed Richards closet that goes into another dimension. That <laughs> He's got a TARDIS. Infinite, yeah. This room is a TARDIS. That's funny. That would be appropriate. It would be. I watched Doctor Who all day today, but um, no, it's a yeah. I had to. Uh, I had uh, you know. I did the whole comic room the, uh-huh. this year. Yeah. And so at, at very that, impressive looking. Well, good. thank you. At that time, it was it was just like get whatever you can into the room and just mm-hmm. get it on the shelves. And, oh, and then so I was no like, organization. Like, okay, I will. So that's had to have been driving you crazy for the last several months. It has been driving me absolutely nuts. <laughs> and so it's because nothing, nothing was alphabetized. Oh nothing, my God. nothing was was where it was supposed to you be. Know, I, you know, I did that too when I rearranged the studio, and I mm-hmm. still haven't really done it because I, I've traditionally never put anything in order, and uh, it drives me crazy. But I never crazy enough for me to get off my ass and do something about it. And when I rearranged, I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna put these in order for uh, finally." And I stopped about half a day into it because oh it's like this what? is insane. My, my wife, this this is why my wife is gone. This is how silly my life is. Um, our older dog, who's like twelve, uh-huh. does not like thunder. Um, hates fireworks and i live in a very latino neighborhood in mm-hmm. chicago and if there's there's one thing that happens so there's lots of, thunder. <clears throat> lots of thunder lots of thunder exactly fourth of july and new year's eve right. are just 
out of control in our neighborhood. Yeah. The amount of fireworks. Oh, me too. Yeah, There's like weapons grade stuff going on in the alley. What, it's like gonna quarter, it, like quarter sticks of dynamite. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure of which of the which of the cultures in my neighborhood thinks it's acceptable just to light off quarter sticks, quarter sticks of, of dynamite. Yeah. Firework factory employee. It yeah. is. It is going to kill our older dog one of these days. Yeah. So my wife will on on fourth of july and new year's she loads up the older dog in the car she drives to her parents house is that seriously where she was yeah she was in south bend she was protecting the dog from fireworks yeah yeah she drove kenny to south bend indiana wow and so she was there for new year's and i in my mind was like okay honey that's fine go on and I was like, "This is my opportunity to empty God, my room wow. in, into the <laughs> into so the rest of the house." So the, I do that same shit too. Like when my wife leaves, I'm like, "Ooh, this would be a good opportunity to go through my long boxes," <laughs> <laughs> and, and because there's no other time when I oh, like awesome. as soon as I pull one out, my wife's like, "Oh God, you know, yeah. oh, what are you doing?" Well, no, the first, what is the first question? Do you need all that? Oh, so yeah, I would never do it either. <laughs> this then. is protectionist, you know. Yeah, it's very much true. The the strategy involved here yeah, exactly. what was to was to get all of my trades out on the dining room table, you know, stacked yeah. up, you know, like you know, to my to my eyeballs, basically. It was impressive. It was well. Those were just the traits. That was before I did <laughs> the hard covers. Man. <laughs> You know what I want? The uh, tens. I want mm-hmm. like digital. I'm, I'm I'm slowly growing tired of accumulating paper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I, okay, Chris. Ten years ago would have been like replace my CDs. With, oh right. Yeah. I was that. thinking about that today on the way I still over got here. Because um um I got uh somebody gave me the um somebody my girlfriend gave me. <laughs> I no I can't tell you who that is. Uh somebody uh I did it again. My girlfriend gave me the. You can new, even say her name. <laughs> Julie gave me the new Weezer CD. Yeah, Ratitude. Yeah, and she gave me the CD. That's weird, isn't and it? I thought it was weird because I was like, "Well, you could have just given me an iTunes thing or something mm-hmm. like that." Because I, I, I have like five real CDs now. Yeah, I got tons of CDs, but um, you know, I got like books and books of CDs yeah. that became. I don't really like. Occasionally, I'll pop them in, or like if I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this, I'll import it into yeah. my library, yeah, so, exactly, like, so I can listen to it. But it's weird because it's like the same thing with comics, though. <clears throat> Sometimes I think like the there's the, a perceived value that you uh-huh. have to the there's actual the, yeah. there's yeah. the fetishism yeah. of yeah. the that's object. what it is. That's yeah. what it is. It's, and yeah. and sometimes I think it's actually not a it drives people to keep collecting, but I also think sometimes it brings out sort of the bad parts mm-hmm. of, of people. Uh, fandom where if you remove sometimes I think it's if you good remove for the people, possession of it I, I think yeah, if, yeah sometimes I think it would when people really love something when they're really into a hobby or something it can be really good for them to lose a little bit of that perceived like fetishism of the object yeah. sometimes because mm-hmm. I think it just makes you happier in the end like the, right. the, accumulating all this physical things and they like it's like they own you yeah. Like your records well, it's or your true. CDs. It's true. Right? And like you said, like the, there was a time where you couldn't conceive of not having 
the CD or like the liner notes. Well, you know, I paid for it, so I feel like I should right. be able to have something that I can pick up and touch. Yeah, but do you remember when that stopped? Because I can't, and I know it did, because I used to be like that. I used to be like that with comics. I mm-hmm. used to be, everything has to be bagged and boarded and yep. put into a thing. And now they, seriously, I... I step on them walking through my apartment. <laughs> I know it drives people crazy when I say that, but I, I remember do. the story that you had uh, the guys from CGS. Peter at, Rio at- saw a, a, co- a copy of uh, Spectacular Spider-Man lining the floor of my car, and I think he about had a heart <laughs> Freaked attack. Freaked out. Yeah, they looked at it. I think they wanted to bury it or something. You know, they, I, I, I still have damaged. problems. Yeah. Okay, I, I am I am the worst at that because I. I want my wife to be able to to read comics and enjoy them, and she'd be like, "Oh, can I, you know, can I check that out?" And I'll hand her a comic, mm-hmm. and she'll be reading it, and she'll be killing me because it'll be like, um, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> but they do that thing where they fold the cover back and they're rolling it up, and I'm like, <laughs> and, and I'm just looking at her. She's like, "Are you okay?" I'm just like, "You're not reading it." Right. You know what it is? I, like- <laughs> I do that now though. So, and I don't know when it changed, and I think it has something to do with. Like maybe there was a day or a weekend, like your New Year's Eve, where I was like, "Screw this shit," you know. And then after that, I don't care anymore. I don't know what it's like. Some traumatic event that makes me not care anymore. And that's a good thing. I need to get to that. Yeah, I need to have these kind of. Well, well, see, that's the weirdest thing. It's like a single issue, and it could be a single issue. I know is going to be worth a nickel in a year, but there's still that ingrained feeling of like this is how you mm-hmm. read a comic because it doesn't harm the comic now i can give a trade to somebody mm-hmm. and geez they can throw it on the ground mm-hmm. and step on it i don't care because it's meant to be read and i don't know why that hasn't clicked over into my head it, yet and that's what that, it is it's a you know what thing. i need to i need to come over and, and like just wail on one of your long Stop. boxes with a stick and just <laughs> it's be like, like one of those tlc shows yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just come in and trash my, we my... should pitch that to t- uh, a and e where i go around <laughs> to people's collections and i help them relax about owning stuff my <laughs> I just like tip a statue off like a. <laughs> no, don't uh, don't touch my Reed Richards. My, my, uh, Tom, I don't have long boxes. My comics are stored in custom made wood um, boxes. I got long boxes. I got long boxes. I have long boxes too. The fact that I have long boxes scares you. No, it just it tells you that I still haven't given that. Oh yeah, up yeah, much. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason for me to have. As many as I have, I have like, like twenty of them stuffed in that little room. <laughs> I know I've seen them. But I, I'm gonna have to move my lawn. So, so, oh my gosh, that's right. How you guys? Oh, oh good luck with you that. Know, okay, Jesus. you know we 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 have. I only have in my apartment in Chicago like. Every year I go through and I clear out stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really only have like eight long boxes of stuff I take with me. The like one in stuff. the Virgin Islands, though, has the, everything. My parents' house. <laughs> the, 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 the nuclear um, war proof bunker. Yeah, which reminds well, well, you'd say what you were going to say. Well, okay, this is about Tom. Yeah. And, and he just mentioned it. Yeah. Um, for, for those of you that don't follow us on Twitter, which you should because you can follow me at C. Eastman. Uh, at C. Eastman, you can follow Tom at, at Tom Caters. Yeah. Uh, Mike is. Some weird bastardization Dr. Yeah. of Doctor Frankenstein's of your, assistance, but you can just look up Mike Norton. Yeah. But Tom, uh, about a week ago, announced that he is going to be moving from Chicago to Worcester, 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 Mass, Worcester, Mass. Um, so first of all, congratulations yeah. you. on your move. Um, second of all, um, I'm really, really sad about it because I'm I'm losing one of my buddies, and and Chicago is yeah. going to be a lesser city without you here. It's going to suck here. It will. Yeah, I was Chicago, bummed. They told Chicago's me on Norton's day, and I kind yeah. of like made me angry. I 
I ruined I fired, your day. I fired Pat and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Never bring me bad news. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> now go uh, commit seppuku. I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks change um, your family. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of folks just decided to stop listening to the show after they heard that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like click, in, click. In a very, in a very um, selfish move, I talked to Tom very briefly before the show, and uh, you're not going to be gone from the show forever. Um, no, I'm training somebody. I'm mm-hmm. taking an apprentice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> My um, eyes got big. An, it's like I got to teaching Hank how to be me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be 100% honest. We we don't know exactly what that. we're going to do with the show. Um, but I think it's going to be a mix of of live recordings in at, at Challengers and, and Dark Tower, and a combination of some Skype episodes where yeah. Tom and I will talk, probably with a guest. So cool. Mike, expect for us to call you up on Skype and, right. and BS with us. Chat room. I won't have anywhere to go because you guys won't be here. So. Well, you know, like I said, we're we're still going to be doing some okay, live. Okay. We'll, we'll do some live recordings. Please keep listening. <laughs> yes, please, please keep listening. Please. Please. No, it's just like finding out that the writer and artist are leaving the title. Well, you know, it was, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Whenever Tom told me he was moving, you know, everybody knows that Sal stepped away from the show this year, uh-huh. and and now Tom is leaving. So, um, it, it was honestly a pretty pretty good opportunity to say hey we had a good run and let's go ahead and just put a period on it and, and hang it up but i still enjoy doing it i think tom still enjoys yeah. talking about comics so we're just gonna keep kind of doing doing Give it the i do what yeah. they want. i mentioned this on twitter but i do legally own the owned and around comics Oh, which I will be taking bastard. with me. Yeah. You are terrible. Yeah. Until, until we can our settle that. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just yes. our comics. So you're going to be like uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh, he's, yeah, exactly. he's just going to hey, be what? Should I start my own podcast called Around Comics? There's two <laughs> separate Around that was my, Comics. That was, my, that, was my, that was my freaking fear, is that is that I was going to keep doing it. Sal's gone. Tom's gone. What, I'm the drummer of the freaking Beach Boys yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to start my own show called Around Comics. <laughs> Put it up on iTunes. <laughs> was that yes? Was it, oh, was it, yes. No, it was no, yes. Credence did it. Credence had Credence Clearwater revisited, which was uh, a completely different yeah. band. Which was not, but Fogarty. it had like yeah. it had like Fogarty in it or something. Oh, no, it didn't, have it didn't have. It didn't so have. So it's the Fogarty. band without Fogarty. I think it was the drummer. <laughs> or, so there silly. was the Velvet Underground put out one final album that had none of the original members in it, except for the closest was there was a bassist who replaced John Cale was the only like tied anything <laughs> involved with the. Well, I remember you know yes it was I think it was the drummer that kept the name for yes, yes. and Anderson Wayford. Bukeman and Howe were like the other four guys. Oh, is that when they got back together again? No, that was whenever they had everyone but the oh, guy that's, who oh. owned the name Yes, and so they put out a record and toured on the name Anderson. That's Bukeman, right, because there were Howe. like 57 guitar players in the band at that yeah. point. I was like, yeah. what do you need you all these guys? You don't get that sound without 80 <laughs> guitars. Before the one guy. Like they yeah. have, don't have to do any overdubbing. They're yeah. doing everything. <laughs> all in one take. So the move got me looking through my long boxes, and oh. I was like, I need to get rid of some stuff. I need to get so. So he thought so of me. I thought of you, but oh. I thought it for a very specific gift for Presents. you. Um, you had mentioned that you wanted to get into the Legion of Superheroes, but you yes. had no idea of where to start. And the sort of annoying thing with the Legion of Superheroes is the really good stuff mm-hmm. um, isn't exactly collected, and like the Levitz gift and stuff has not been mm. really ra- rationally collected. So I'm giving you. Wow, my Legion issues up like a mix of them. Oh, good There's lord! A bunch of them wow! Here. Oh, awesome! Look at that! So, it's a gift. There's a lot of them. Oh my okay. god! 
but oh, gee, I, thought he was, <laughs> I thought there was going to be like another handful. Oh, look at this! Oh so my this god, this is a gift from me to you. Oh my gosh, oh. let me look at these. Thank yeah. you so much, Tom. So, I wonder if I can still get a copy of Lock and Chase there on the back. So <laughs> it's not all of it's like a mix. I, I do have a lot of uh, uh, consecutive run after about like 280. Um, but everything beforehand, and you can like just a mix jump in there, like yeah, really. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is. A, I mean, there's 70s, kind dude. Of, yeah, yeah, you know, you true. can Good completely point. jump Curry in. Carrie Bates and Mike Grill. Yeah, oh, look at that. Yeah, I mean, there. When people ask, like, what do you read to get into the Legion? One of the biggest problems is the stuff that's collected is the showcase, which is sort of the goofier stuff. Yeah, and yeah, to be yeah, honest, yeah. it's hard. Um, unless you like, you can kind of accept that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's hard to it's be like, like oh, wait, it gets serious. Yeah. It gets serious in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, they started trading the um, uh, Levitz and Giffen stuff from when they relaunched it in the Baxter style paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't really collected recently this stuff, which was before the uh, Baxter relaunch, which is really my favorite Legion stuff. And I have just reread all of them. And uh, what always really impressed me about those issues is every time I read them, I have a new favorite character at the end of when I read it because right. Levitt's because there's such so a good many job. of them. Yeah, and he yeah. does such a good job of yeah. giving them all different things, uh-huh. like different personalities, even though they might only be in an issue for a page or two. Yeah, yeah. I, I just reread them, and there's a, uh, a part um, which I honestly didn't remember the last time I read it, though. It drives me crazy. I must have um, noticed this at some point, but. Uh, Element Lad, who's like the deputy leader, invites over uh, a female police officer to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons with him. Like a game, he's like he has a collection of games from like Earth's past. So they're playing like uh, that's funny. They're playing like uh, what uh, Pac Man and something else. And then he's like, "That's funny." When are we going to get to Dungeons and Dragons? You know, which I just thought was funny that any at any time a man would invite a woman over to play Dungeons right. and Dragons. It's happened not successfully. <laughs> not successfully. Not successfully. Not successfully. It didn't really work out happened. for him uh, as well either. But those are some of my favorite awesome. uh, favorite Thank you comic very much. books. So. Uh, I hope you enjoy them, and I hope and I and I promise I won't start up Chris versus the Legion of Superheroes. Superheroes, <laughs> they're good. Those are good. Nice. You'll get Thank into you. it. Thank You'll you. like it a lot, um, especially with the Legion stuff they've been doing now, um, like in the back of Adventure mm-hmm. Comics. That comes from that stuff. Oh, like cool. that's the well, you know, I'm a I'm a big dork for for cosmic outer space yeah. stories. It's mm-hmm. it's. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, and, and and I'll never, you know, one one of my, um, one one of the quotes that you that you've had on the show that um, that I think really explains the kind of of cosmic comic books that I enjoy. So you say I like my cosmic with a small C, not a big C, and you know I think when you know people go, oh, what does that mean? It's um, like the Starlin um, uh, Warlock. Comics yeah. are a big C. Right. That, yeah, but you got like gods and like eternity, yeah. and yeah. eternity. And, yeah. Yeah. It can be a little. I think too that's much. a good way of putting it. Actually, yeah. and, but you, I mean, the cosmic with a small C is Star Wars. Yeah, know? it's in space. Yeah, it's space pirates. You know, I know yeah. you like Guardians of the Galaxy. Love Guardians. You love those because that's what those Legion issues are, pretty much. Awesome. Kid, kid soap opera, and uh, it was funny in rereading it. You know, you always hear people sort of make the comparison between X Men and the Legion of Superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know, from that same time period as being mm-hmm. the stuff a lot of that people, people were, were really either or. Yeah, but it's them. it's funny because when I was I'm thinking about you know all the team books I've liked you know in my um, 
in my uh, comic book fandom. And it always struck me that between X-Men, those Claremont X-Men, and those Legion issues, like if you wanted to figure out how to write a good team book, you would read those and like mm-hmm. steal those ideas. Oh, yeah. right. to, you, 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 <laughs> would, you would have to because there's yeah. so many characters. I mean, we think, you know, um, Mike, with you, uh, speaking of, of what books we'd like to see you work on, and, and half the books that we talk about are team books, and you're like, too many characters. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you'll never work on Legion. Legion. <laughs> I, no, I mean, people, I've had a couple of people suggest that to me, and I, I, I do that. I said, too many characters. One of the funny things about this, these books, you'll notice um, it always makes me laugh when people are like, oh, back in the day, you know, artists stuck on books for a long time and there wasn't delays. And like, mm-hmm. uh, when you read those runs and you start to see uh, fill in artists and the occasional, we didn't have an issue this month. Here's yeah. a reprint yeah. of it's like, listen, because some of those are um, when DC went to the 40 page stories, uh-huh. uh, the poor dude that was drawing uh, Jimmy James, who was drawing uh, Legion, must his arm must have fallen off because yeah. he was drawing 40 pages of Legion story. Yeah. Oh, wow. A month, you know, and some of them. There's a couple that you could tell that he, right. he, he had run down low. Dicko does a few. Oh wow, uh, Legion stories in there as Ditko? well. Yeah, there's a few Dicko Legion ones. Really? Yeah, That's not cool. his best stuff, but it's <laughs> funny to see him drawing like um, the Legion of Superheroes. I have a feeling he was probably doing it for a paycheck at that point. Yeah, probably. But, but. the. It, they're good, and I think you'll get hooked on the Legion because that's what got me into enjoying the Legion. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Yeehaw. You gotta start drinking a beer. I'm almost done with that coffee. Still nursing that coffee. You're disappointed. This me is here, a Tom. giant coffee <laughs> that yeah. I've been drinking. The the beer I picked for this evening, by the way, was the. Uh, uh, New Belgian uh, two below, two below. because it's it, appropriate. It almost is. Yeah, I know. It is cold oh, out there, folks. I remember what I was going to mm-hmm. say about the X Men and Legion thing. Um, it's funny that they always get um, compared to each other because really, I think they're sort of opposite ends of how you do like group storytelling. Because really, the Legion uh, at times seems like it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there is like it's almost all subplots sometimes where it's just like things going on between two characters, and then you'll have a couple issues of that, and it doesn't seem like there's a big overarching story, and then there'll be a big overarching story. Whereas, you know, in those Claremont X Men, it was always like you knew it was headed somewhere. The group's always together. You know, it was interaction between all of them on the Legion. Sometimes they kind of split up, and some Legionnaires won't show up in an issue for like a year, you know, this because mm-hmm. there's no story, you know, for this character. So for like 12 issues, they're so just for kind 12 of issues, off the map, They're yeah. just kind of off doing some, you know, doing something else. But it, it's really cool because different writers have different obvious favorite characters. So when they start writing, then all of a sudden, you know, because there's some Conway issues in there, Levitt's issues, Carrie Bates who are, issues. Who are your favorite Legion characters? Oh, um, Brainiac Five is one of my favorite characters. You love all Brainiacs. Doesn't yeah, have to be just, five because he's just a you know, it's just he's a dick to everyone, which is great. <laughs> it's um, other ones I really like. Um, I like Block, Big Stone Guy. Block. I always really enjoyed him, and I've come to enjoy Wildfire, even though when I was a kid I hated Wildfire. He was oh, <laughs> really God, yeah, because he was sort of um. Like the brash, like cocky one, and he became wildly popular. And part of how the Legion works is like they elect a leader, 
but they used to solicit readers to vote, you mm-hmm. know, write in and vote. Now this happened. I was reading all old issues at the time. Okay. This, I'm not involved. This took Actually, place ten in the, years in the voting. Yeah, like this. <laughs> with the issues I'm reading are ten. This will be like someone like years previously. Yeah, it'll be like someone uh, you know reading the uh, vote uh, if Robin should live or die. Yeah, right like now. Uh, yeah. and I used to, I, and I remember as a kid just getting pissed off that everyone liked Wildfire. I'm like, why does everyone? You know, because when I was a kid, I was like characters like cyclops you know like the, someone you could set your watch to you know good solid uh leader instead of like the brash wolverine mm-hmm. type character but i've come to enjoy wildfire over the years now it's um, not being wildfire connected to red tornado yeah they've done things where there's a tenuous connection okay oh, wow. that's what i, I at some that. points I, but i mean with legion everyone's been tied to something at some point a thousand years in the future yeah there's like some little connections between the two so enjoy enjoy this i'm is is there some monel in here is there's tons of monel okay in there nice yeah nice which is awesome because i've i've really uh i've really enjoyed uh james robinson's take on monel and uh in superman he's a fun character Mm -hmm. he's that's sort of a goofy concept but um when written well he can be good why is monel a goofy concept it's soup it's just like another Superboy. Well yeah. But but what's goofy about that, Tom? <laughs> the fact that you have a team with Superboy and then you introduce a character who is Superboy, Superboy. and then you have another <laughs> character like uh Ultra Boy who's kind of also Superboy. Oh, I'm confused now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's how, funny. It's weird. Oh wow. Seriously, I did I for some reason thought Ultra Boy and Monel were the same guy. No. They're two separate guys. Oh, man. It's the Legion. See, I tell you what, as I read these. (laughs) Right right now, I'm somehow psychically hearing somebody in the future listening to this yelling. (laughs) That that, that future is probably about 10 10, minutes after it's released. (laughs) After it's released. There's people that love the Legion, man. They love... Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Kramer is staring at his oh, iPod. I probably shaking, said something wrong too. Yeah, so sh- shaking, like, his, oh, shaking his fist. Shaking you're going to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. So, um, what have you read lately that? Well, enjoyed? yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of Monel, yeah. Um, this has been in 2009, and, and and I think this is just kind of how comic fans go: is you, you pick up new things, and you're always looking, hopefully, always looking for things to um, get excited about and really throw yourself into. Obviously, Blackest Night has been a big deal this past year mm-hmm. but i've really really enjoyed what has happened with the superman family of books and uh in speaking of mon l um i really like that character I, I i think that james robinson has done a pretty awesome job of uh, of building that character up from from something that was just a you know a passing interest character mm-hmm. to someone that actually is frontlining uh, a pretty big book at DC. It's going to be interesting to see what they do because I think uh, looking forward to 2010, the um, uh, the Earth uh, New Krypton War is going to be their big story that comes you know on the heels of, of Blackest Night. But uh, yeah, I'm really still really enjoying the Superman. Well, family you'll books. see Monel and Robinson's Justice League. So that's right yeah, so you'll see what, plenty of now okay now the whole justice league thing um who's gonna be the lineup in justice league i don't remember i know mon l's in it and gorilla bill uh, congo bill congo bill yeah congo bill i th- I, i'm I, i'm embarrassed that i almost screwed up my ape character i know you almost, <laughs> you almost <laughs> little so agent, agents of atlas there yeah, yeah. isn't it yeah. embarrassing so that's another thing i guess in 2010 characters. looking forward to you know, hopefully justice league getting i'm shit looking for together. more ape comics more talking apes 
I think for real. Yeah, more. I think like I think one. actually the apes have entered my ninjas a post-apocalyptic uh, <laughs> angels devils uh, list of things, list things that things I hate. You're just tired. You're just college, tired of yeah. You're tired of apes. I'm a little tired of apes. Do you read Agents of Atlas? No, that no. You, that's kind of that's that's okay. Okay. I mean, you can have one or two. It's like apes. Because Gorilla Man is awesome. Gorilla Man's all right. Yeah, and you know it's. So you won't be working on a Gorilla City comic. Not that I know. I've drawn Gorilla Man before. He was speaking of. I picked up. um, I picked up the uh, Grant Morrison, uh, Mark Mua, uh, Flash trade this week. Yeah, looking forward to reading it. It's good. It's some good stuff. Yeah, nice, nice. Which one? Dead Stop or uh, what? What's it called? I forget. There's two of them. Okay. Yeah. So those those are are some good those are some good stories. Oh, and I was going to mention this on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, They recently came out with a trade of um, JLA Year One, the uh, Mark Wade, Tom Payer, Barry Kitson um, Year Mm -hmm. One for JLA, Mm -hmm. uh, which in current continuity doesn't make any sense, but it's a good story. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to tell people to pick that up. It's so weird that it's coming out now because that book it was made at a time when. In continuity, um, you know, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman really didn't start the Justice League. It was Barry Allen, Hal Jordan, um, Black Canary. You know, they mm-hmm. were the original members oh, of the and Justice not, and League. Oh, and not the Trinity? Yeah, and not the Trinity. Oh. So it's a story about them. And it also features one of the best-written Aquaman uh, that I've, I've, I've read. It has a great scenery. He's in a bar. And he's just like drinking like surface. a fish. No, he came to the surface and he can't understand. God, he can't understand what anyone's saying because he's used to hearing people mm-hmm. underwater talking. So mm-hmm. he's like, everyone's like, "What's with your weird accent?" <laughs> and he gets into a bar fight, nice, and beats him up. So that's, that's a good book. That if yeah, people are interested, they should go pick that up. And I also wanted to mention, mm-hmm. you know, I've been enjoying um, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, but now it seems. I have no idea what this event, these events, it's part of is. It's kind of getting like, to a point that it's like, okay. It has the, uh, what is, what's the story it's part of now? I forget. Uh, uh, it's not Something war- Kings, Realm of Kings. Realm of Kings. It, I'm just like. Oh, okay. They're, they're, they're starting to make the worst event mistake that you can make, and that is to have the event take over the story to the point that it starts to degrade the storytelling of the book. Right. It's not bad. It's it's I still it, like the book, but it's yeah. it feels like it's been part of something I haven't been reading for well, about that's the like problem. a year and a half. For, yeah. Like I read them in trades yeah. and things like that are getting to the point well most Marvel books are because at some point in their collections in the last couple of years you're going to have some kind of Dark Rain or yeah, something sort of, into you know, it. And, I, I, and, I want Guardians to get back to just doing Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, stories. So I, I'll, I'll read these trades, and I don't know if I'm reading an issue of something else that was thrown in here, so you'll know, or 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 if there's an issue I don't know, or if there's something else i got to read. This is my problem, is that the team is fun enough and cool enough on its own to just tell their stories. Mm-hmm. You know, I You've got... Rocket Raccoon and 
Groot and mm-hmm. and uh, Drax and Gamora and this whole this whole cast of characters have fun with them. Just go tell stories with that team. And mm-hmm. it, I, I shouldn't say like it hasn't been confusing. Like it hasn't been bad. It just could be even more awesome. It's, it's just more weird to me that yeah. like I've been I've been reading this book that is apparently part of some event. Mm-hmm. And I've not read any other part of it, any yeah. other part of it. Well, did, like, did you read the War of King stuff? No, I didn't read any of that. It's, it was too much, too much stuff. For yeah, me to get yeah. It to, was. I mean, it was. Uh, I can see if you're the kind of comic fan. It's like this is. I'm going to read just this and only this. Mm-hmm. It would have been a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of get back to telling Guardian stories mm-hmm. because that that's what I loved about that book in the first the first nine or ten issues or so. Mm-hmm. I can agree. With Even that. though, but but I mean, that's it's such a contradiction because it came out of an event. It right. came out yeah. of you know the the whole annihilation thing. So hey, I tell you what, we are um, we're at about our hour mark. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, let's go ahead wrap this one up. Let's come back next week and talk about what we've been reading over the uh, the, the Christmas break and, and New Year's and, and all that. So um, a, a couple quick notes. So we had already mentioned Twitter. You can follow us in a variety of ways at Around Comics, uh, at Tom Caters, at Chris Neesman, uh, at Brian Salazar. You can follow Mike. Just do a search for for Mike Norton on Twitter, and you can you can follow him on what he's doing. You have some great art posts on there, and and. And, and stuff that you're working on. Um, the around the around comics forums are back up back. and running. I saw that. Decided to throw it back up there. Look and, at that. Yeah, look at that. So uh, so come on over to aroundcomics.com and your old account should work just fine. And let us know what you think about this. Bring and presents. Bring, Bring presents. refreshments with you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, please. A six pack of uh, of two below would be nice. Um, <laughs> oh, what else we got? Oh, you can email the show at uh, chris at aroundcomics.com or info at aroundcomics. You can also uh, send us a voicemail, and that is at one eight eight eight. Nine seven seven five nine zero three, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, thanks to the iTunes reviews, uh, you're getting us close to uh, like four hundred or something. Wow, so I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, and they're uh, all favorable, aren't they? Yeah. So um, you know the <laughs> no, uh, we we do not acknowledge all but, all but five. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So that's a pretty good average. We have a five star rating, baby. That's nice. It's quality. Quality. Yeah, quality. All right. So um, uh, we'll be back again next week. And uh, um, Tom and I are going to talk about the future of Around Comics, what we're going to do. And honestly, we have no idea. So it'll just kind of come out it's for sale. Does. If someone else wants to buy it. Yeah. If someone would like to buy the future episode. <laughs> it's the predicting the future episode. So, um, so uh, d- don't we're going to do something that no other po- podcast has the balls to do. I'm going to pick my 2010 book of the year. Wow. Today, wow. nice wow. on January first, I'm going to give up my awards wow. for best book of the year. Oh, you should do that. Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> we always talked about doing a from the you know because we skipped a couple episodes yeah. around there, episode numbers, and so we figured that we would re-release those and do a uh, from Flashback. the future. From the future, we didn't. We never did in episode thirteen. So we may re- that may be the last episode. We'll we'll release episode thirteen. Bad luck episode, and uh, and it'll be the one uh, our predictions of the future. Future, yeah, that show's about five years old now. Well, I, it's going to be interesting year because I predict that the apocalypse comes in seven months so Uh just in time for um, Siege to wrap up from Marvel, so. <laughs> we'll see it. And you, you you will be able to see the end of that that four issue miniseries before before then. So don't worry too much, comic book fans. Nice. You better nice. hope it ends good. Yeah, that All could right. be the last thing you read. Okay, Tom. Music for this episode. <laughs>
Oh my god! <coughs> I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you some music. But <coughs> do you need a second? Devin Davis. Devin Davis. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. send you stuff. All right. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. a Chicago musician. Mm. Okay. So yeah. music for this episode featuring Devin Davis. Yeah. Just send me your four favorite tracks. Oh, I will. All I'll right. Send you four uh, lovely uh, pieces of music. In a Chicago one that I don't know. I, yeah, I know. Pretty strange, huh? You didn't I... send him a gift basket when he moved here? Well, apparently. <laughs> uh, is An- Andrew Bird Chicagoan? Who's that? I don't know. I think he was in your neighborhood. Both of your all's neighborhood. Who is it? You got to tell me who he is, and then I'll find out. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm, I know everyone. We know everyone. Yeah. In Andrew Square. Bird's Big Bowl of Fire. I haven't seen him at the Starbucks. No. Hmm. You see one. everybody at the Starbucks. <laughs> I From my window, I look into the Starbucks. <laughs> All right, everyone, Happy New Year. Um, and here is to a be. fantastic 2010 oh, and, and whatever we'll call them, the, the, the teens or whatever the, the hell they are. So. The zeros. The tweens. <laughs> we're, to, we're through the aughts. So, yeah, it's the, the tweens. The tweens. So, yeah, we're into we're the tweens. We're growing up. It's, uh, hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully it's a great decade for everyone right. out there. I can't wait for the robots to take over. Really? Yeah, it was do all the work for us. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, I'm it, ready to become decadent. Yeah. <laughs> just fat and just like like Baron Harkonnen and uh, Dune just That's the second around. time in two days I've heard a Baron Harkonnen reference. No, I was I, like, seriously? How many nerds do I know? Who, was, who I, made I need, the first one? Uh, uh, Dennis Hopeless yesterday. And he said the exact is, same thing. He wants to become like that. Just fat and floating. Yeah. Be like Sting in that movie. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Shirtless, just sort of vaguely Belmont and Hollywood. Very, where is Dennis? Uh, he went home. He drove home today. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping we'd see him. We, well, yeah. when we start that Dune podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend and a, and a great 2010. <laughs> Spice is nice. We'll, we'll be back world. again Rock next is. Monday with another full length episode. In the meantime, Spice. The Spice. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Spice. We'll be everywhere in. And around comics. comics. What is? Um, I wonder if he hears my internal monologue. <laughs> <laughs> we need this to explain this Dune is like the all real my life. internal monologue sounds like Kyle McLaughlin yeah. too. <laughs> Dune is like the real life of someone when people are complaining about like old comics, explaining what people are. <laughs> expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. In your production, a rebroadcast or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2010. Even the sun couldn't start on a